Thanks, Simon. Um, is this too loud? It's okay. This is good. Great. Hello. Uh, pleased to be with you all. Um, wasn't that amazing? Um, just seeing six people um, getting baptized and hearing their testimony as well. So much more than could be said in just one meeting. Um, I'm super aware that not everyone here knows me. Um, I know some of you, but but not but not all. I'm I'm Johnny. Um, <laughs> As Alan said, I'm an intern here at Emmanuel um, just for this academic year um, with two wonderful ladies, Becky and Rachel, um, who are kicking around somewhere. Um, what I actually do as an intern is a little bit more complicated than you'd think. Um, so for all intents and purposes, I work for the church for a year. Um, this is my fourth year living in Durham. Um, I spent my first three struggling through a maths degree. <laughs> Thanks, John. John leads maths. Um, uh, although I did come to this church uh, the Sunday before my freshers week, so not to brag, um, but been here for a while. Um, if you don't know me, come and chat to me, I'm, I'm relatively okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to spend the next 15, if you're unlucky, maybe 19 minutes, um, basically chatting to you about baptism. Um, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and it's genuinely amazing hearing the testimonies of, of these guys um, and hearing that they're ready to be baptised um, come more into what God has for them. Um, but what, what exactly does it mean? Um, is this just a nice thing we do um, for a bit of fun? It kind of seems a bit ritualistic, no? I thought you said Christianity was about a relationship. All good questions. Thank you for your submissions. Um, and to find answers to, well, any question, um, notably these ones do, Got to look here. Um, so we're going to open this today. This is called the Bible. Um, and we're going to have a look at four verses uh, in particular um, about what the Bible teaches that baptism portrays. Um, is that okay? Yes. That a few of you are up for it. Um, so we're in Romans today. Um, Romans is a letter written about 22 years um, after Jesus' death um, and resurrection um, by a very prominent figure in the early church called Paul. Um, and he's sending this letter to a church in Rome um, to kind of attempt to unify the church at the time. Basically, Romans is an amazing letter, kind of surpassing all of Darcy's writings to Elizabeth Bennet, in my opinion. Um, you may disagree. All the Pride and Prejudice fans are like, how dare he say this? Um, yeah, we pick it up in, in chapter 6, if Nick could put that up. Um, great, chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Father, thank you for your, your word. Um, thank you for baptism. Thank you for the lives of these six people that have been baptized. Um, I pray that whatever I say which is good, you root it in these guys' hearts. And whatever I say that's not, you pull it out. Um, yeah. Amen. Um, so starting in verse 1. Uh, obviously, this, this starts by following on from, from previous chapters by saying, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Um, now, there's some kind of Christian jargon for you, Christianese, if you will. Um, 
So we need some context. What exactly is grace? Um, the Bible teaches that we, that we sin. Um, we have a sinful nature. We do bad stuff. I was talking to Adam Guy, one of our students last night, um, and he told me that sin stands for silly... What was it, Adam? Uh, silly something nonsense. Um, and I feel like that takes a little bit of the power away from it, but yeah, that, um, intriguing. Silly, intriguing nonsense. Um, but that kind of gives you a picture. Um, I could write a book on my sin this week. Um, wow, yeah, I know. Thanks, thanks for the surprise. Um, <laughs> God didn't make us this way, um, but we rebelled against living in, in unity with him. And the only way we can hang out with a perfect God is to be perfect ourselves. And so, hence, we need all our sins removed. Um, so in comes the law, Ten Commandments kind of stuff. Don't lie, don't kill, and 611 others. Um, now, people at the time thought that this is what saved them. If we follow these, we're saved, guys. And that's what many in the world believe about Christianity today. It's just a, a nice set of rules to keep. Yes, God gave us the law. Um, and it's good. It's to show us what he is like um, and what is required of us for him to hang out with us again and, and for us to live in unity with him. Without the law, we wouldn't even know we are in need of, of saving. But throughout the first kind of bit of the Bible, we learn that because of our sinful nature, the sin we're born into and actively do means that we can never fulfill the requirements of the law. It's kind of like a door in your childhood house that your parents say, don't open, things will happen. Obviously, you're going to open the door. Like, there's no question about it. We can achieve some of this law, but, but never all. Enter Jesus. Like when you think that someone's waving at you, but actually they're waving at someone behind you. We realize the law and all that stuff wasn't pointing at us or salvation. We realize the law and all that stuff wasn't pointing at us or salvation. It's pointing at Jesus. The only true way for us to be saved and to be reconciled to our maker. So God in his grace, in other words, unconditional, undeserved forgiveness and love, sent Jesus to one perfectly fulfill the requirements of the law for all time due to him being completely without sin and secondly pay the penalty for our wrongdoings this is what grace is um, and it's ongoing I, I was in the shower this morning believe it or not um, and uh, there's, there's this shampoo bottle that's been on, our, on, the, on the shelf that's been empty for like three months um, and we just left it there classic boys hey um, and this morning I, I knocked it off and it slammed my, my toe and I was like, ah, that wrecks. Um, and I was just like, why today? Why today? Just not today. Um, and, and I was like, man, God, God, doesn't, God doesn't say that. When I, when I mess up, God doesn't say, Johnny, not today. Please, not today. Why today? Can't you just give me a day off? No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. He, he keeps forgiving. So how do we react to this? Um, well, in a different part of the Bible, um, people were talking to one of Jesus' disciples called Peter. Um, they were saying, what do we do? We've, we've heard about Jesus. We're prepped. We're cut to the soul. We want to believe. We want to be united with him. What shall we do? Interestingly, he says, repent and be baptized. 
And repentance means uh, the kind of full 180, I'll turn back, um, the full 180 turn away from our sin. Faith in Christ and, and, and repentance is kind of the internal thing we do to, to, to cling to God. But, but outwardly, Peter, isn't there some way to tell everyone, to, to demonstrate before my family and friends that I'm, I'm, I'm changed? Yes, there is. All that believe should be. Thank you. So why is there such a thing as, as baptism? If salvation is by Jesus, it's by this grace that you talk about. Why institute a, a symbol to act that out? Well, when I asked uh, Johnny, Johnny Lawrence, who got baptized first, um, why he wanted to be baptized in November, um, I'm paraphrasing, I'm sure he said this much better, but he said, could anything be better than specifically doing something Christ told me to do? Surely Jesus who loves me would only ask of me things which were good for me. Come on, Johnny. Yes, true. Come on. And there's more. I want to I wanna humbly suggest to you that what's happened here isn't just obedience, as powerful as, as that is. My aim here is that the reality of baptism grips you. It, um, the beauty and significance of the act will rise in, in your mind and in your heart. So today we're going to look at um, two major things that baptism portrays, two major um, portrayals. So if we go back to our passage, Romans 6.1, fill up, great. Um, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? This is a question any, any human who's kind of thought about this would ask. Jesus' grace is a gift, correct. It's good news, correct. It's free, correct. Seeming as I'm in such a lovely place, I've just got to receive and believe. Surely I can do what I want. Paul says in verse 2, by no means. That is a complete misunderstanding of what's going on. Don't you know, guys, come on, this is basic Christianity 101. It's not merely believe and receive it, it's repentance. It's the full 180 away from our old life. In fact, as Paul explains it here, we die. If we read verse 2, how can we who died to sin still live in it? If we've understood this sin and grace stuff right, then we, we die. And that's the first portrayal of baptism. <laughs> Number one, death. <laughs> baptism portrays our death in the death of Christ. When you get saved through this grace, you die. Can you put a verse 3? Um, that's verse 4. Oh, already there. Great. <laughs> Amazing. Maths degree, come on. Oh. I knew it would come in handy one day. Um, do you know, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? It's a great truth and not one that's particularly talked about and a, a, a great deal. I was... Um, I was watching a YouTube video the other day. Um, it was seven people all claiming to be Christians, um, but one of them's a secret liar. Um, and there's kind of rounds of like this. I know it's crazy. Um, rounds of like 10 minutes. And after each round, they all vote for who they think the liar is. And that person who gets the most votes gets evicted um, until there's three left. I know it's crazy. Bear with. Um, and like, there's, there's three left, and, and if the liars made it that far, then they win a big cash prize. Um, 
I'm trying to think of like a, a, an illustration that someone who's not 21 would understand. It's kind of like weakest link. Oh no, saying that out loud. Uh, no, that makes the question sound awful. Um, Okay, anyway, the liar does really well. Oh, I'm losing it. Um, he convinces everyone, um, he wins, he gets into the final three. Um, and I really like this guy. I was like, oh, he must be a Christian. Um, and he says, I became an atheist right after I was baptized. I thought something magical would happen and nothing did. This really, really, really hit me when I watched it. I was just like, it's not, it's not what baptism is. This is a betrayal of your death. Brother, you died. We live in a consumeristic world, if you didn't know, um, where if you don't get anything out of something, it's not worth your time. I, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I humbly suggest that you are too. Um, but guys, please, I implore you, don't make this consumeristic. This is a powerful, beautiful demonstration that we die. Thanks, Carl. You know that moment when you kind of messed up and uh, you, you maybe said something harsh to a friend and you're like, for Olympus sake, I've got to, I've got to apologize, haven't I? I've got, to, I've got to admit that I'm wrong. It's kind of like that, but everything that's in this heart, everything that I've thought up here, Father, it's yours. I die to it. I turn completely from my old life. My old life is buried. We die with Christ through faith and repentance. Now, the modern church, in my opinion, out of this faith and repentance, um, kind of put all the emphasis onto the faith, you know. Um, believe that Jesus died for you. Accept him into your heart, that kind of stuff. And that's okay, that's good, that, that should happen. But on the flip side, there's sometimes not enough emphasis on repentance. Are we as a people, as a church, ready to not just turn away, but die, die to our sin? I think there's a lot of times in my life where I'm, I'm kind of trying to get rid of something. I know it's wrong, but actually I'm not actually ready to die to it. Let's get ready. We died. And this is uh, an, on, an ongoing thing. I, I, this week I found something. I was like, wow, I, I, that's, a, that's a problem. I need to die to that as well. Uh, back to our passage. Um, there's a key word that I've kind of picked out, which is into. It's... Uh, it's repeated a few times, um, baptized into Christ Jesus, baptized into his death. There's a, a union with Christ here. I hope the into bits up. Great. Um, there's, a, there's a union with Christ here. Um, we're not dying separate from him. Um, it's not two different things. We're, we're being put on the cross with Christ. We are somehow kind of interweaved with, with Christ's death. What has happened to him has happened in baptism. We are one with, with Christ's death. Yeah. Um, now, up to, up to now, I haven't actually addressed the kind of mode of baptism, the method of baptism. Um, when I read the start of verse 4, if you could finally put that up. Um, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism in death. That's how it starts. Theologically, I can't see that any other way than full immersion. Um, and full immersion in, in water. The, the descriptions of baptism in the Bible suggest people went down into the water to be um, immersed rather than having water brought to them and, and then poured or sprinkled. Presumably, God designed baptism this way to portray a burial. It represents the death we experience when we are united with Christ. It's symbolic. 
a burial proves that the death has taken place. You don't bury someone to kill them, you, you bury because death has taken place. The old Johnny is dead and buried. I'm talking to you, not me. You could, um, <laughs> Luckily, the story doesn't end here, hey? We don't stay buried. Hallelujah. Thank you, both of you. No, that, was not, that wasn't that bad. Um, verse 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. The second portrayal of baptism is that it portrays our newness of life in Christ. As Ian says, nobody stays under the water. Baptism is not just about death. You don't stay under the water. I would scare you all if I did say that all baptism was about was death. What's baptism? We put people under the water for three days because it's good symbolism. <laughs> it's not the whole story. We, we rise to walk in newness of life. And the crucial commentary here um, is found in a different letter of Paul's, Colossians 2.12. There we go. Um, oh yeah, I'll read it. Having been buried with him in baptism, portrayal one, in which you were also raised with him, portrayal two, through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. Now what does the raising? What, what does the raising? Does the water do the raising? Does the elders do the raising? No, why would you think that? God does the raising. Through faith in the powerful working of God who raised Jesus from the dead. And bringing that back to Romans 6, if you could. Um, how is Jesus raised from the dead in Romans 6? Romans 6, verse 4. Anyone? By the what of the Father? Glory. glory. Come on, glory. So if we put those two together, we've got by the glorious work of the Father at Easter is what he did to us, to Christians. That glory is what raised you from the dead. Now, how do we um, experience this? In reality, how do we experience both the, the death and the newness of life? How is this not just nice teaching? Well, if we go to Galatians 2.20, yet another letter written by Paul. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, in my body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Here's a really important point. We still have our flesh, right? It says, the life I now live in the flesh. Baptism does not change our flesh. The flesh is still part of the old life. You haven't just gone to heaven, guys. I'm really sorry to tell you. So how do we die when our flesh is still very much sinful. Immediately after Paul talks about this newness of life, he says, sin will have no dominion over you, or or in a different version, the NIV, will not be your master. Do not give sin a chance. We die to sin. Those aren't nice words. Those aren't pretty words. They're hard words. They're brutal words. The words to take seriously. We don't just stop doing things. We die to stuff. We die to it. But how? Surely that's impossible. Back to the verse. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. 
This is the key, faith in union with Christ. Baptism expresses the faith in which we experience union with Christ. I'll say that again. Baptism, this, expresses the faith in which we experience union, togetherness with Christ. Now, what what does this faith thing look like? Inevitably, I will mess up. I'm a human. I will sin. Remember all that grace stuff we talked about? Yeah, that kind of unconditional, undeserved love and grace and forgiveness. That's not just chucked out of heaven. It's just to try it on our own. It's not like a, a great aunt that gives you loads of money at Christmas and then you don't see her for a year. Grace is given to you personally by the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God right here helping you, urging you to call on him. And I really hope you do. Whether, whether you're new to this stuff or 105 years into this stuff, I, I really hope you do call on him. God wants us to walk with his grace. Not just come back up to the surface and uh, like now and again and, and for a top up of grace. He wants us to walk with grace. This week I've, I've been mulling over this stuff in my head, as you would. Um, like, just thinking, how can, how can God forgive me for what I've just done? Treat me as if I haven't sinned. Treat me as if I haven't sinned. It's biblical truth. Fully knowing that I will do it again. Fully knowing I'll do it again. How? It, it doesn't compute. How? Because of Jesus Christ. Because of grace. Grace that empowers us to, to keep going again and again. To keep standing in, in a boxing match. If you keep standing, you're in it. You know, you're in it. As soon as you're down, you're gone. Is that my 20 minutes? So what's next for, for us six? For, for you six um, that, that got baptized? For, for us as a church, walk in newness of life. Walk in grace. Find what walking with grace means for you. Ask God to reveal to you the, the mystery of how he forgives you without condition. I promise you there's so much more than just knowing that. There's so much more. I'm going to invite the band back up if that's okay. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to celebrate the, the decision that these guys have made together as a, as a family. Um, but let's just spend a few minutes um, personally with God just mulling over this stuff asking him to reveal to us the mysteries of his grace. Um, You can start playing whenever you want. Father, thank you that you forgive me again and again, that you treat me as if I haven't sinned. I pray for these guys here. Help them to to die. Help them to die to their sin and walk in newness of life. May you reveal to us what that is, what that looks like. May you reveal to us um, just the mercies of your grace. Keep showing us more and more. We know there's more, God.